Are you that DJ, producer, or music performer who still doesn't have their own website? Then let me suggest that you visit bandzoogle.com to start building your web presence now. And if you use the link in the show notes page, you'll get a 15% discount. So if you're a DJ without a website, you should hit up Bandzoogle yesterday and publish your great new site in minutes. What's up, everybody? This is the Passionate DJ Podcast, and I'm your host, David Michael. My co-hosts today are Tony DeSero and Trip Turlington. How you doing, hey, fellas? What's up? What's yeah. Up? What have you guys been up to? Kind of happy on the outside, but sad on the inside. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's the 20th reunion of Ultra. Oh. It's going on right now. Yep. And been seeing the pictures on your feed pictures i have <laughs> adam bayer live on my lap right now <laughs> oh yeah he's like he's watching it over here <laughs> i swear i'm into the podcast but no um it's actually pretty cool to watch because my first year at ultra was 99 when it was on the beach oh, wow yeah and um earlier when i was watching it they did an interview with josh wink which played Dayton, you know, Josh Wink, mm-hmm. Sasha, and Digweed are three of the artists that are playing this year that actually played the very first year of Ultra mm. and 20 years later. You know, wow. and they were talking about um, the growth of it and it's the first of its kind in the States to hit like a concert status. You right, know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, it's really cool to see. Yeah. And I'm yeah. actually, I will be in all weekend probably watching it after we leave here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was going to say every year I always like I I don't I've never been so I know ne- I never really keep up on it mm-hmm. but I know when it is because Tony will start sending me all of the like live feeds. Oh, check out this guy right now, right now. Like <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's live. It's actually live on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but I'm watching be at TV. They posted in, um, Facebook and it's their live feed from the resistance stage, which is Carl yeah, Cox's. Yeah. Uh, do Carl they Cox's still do their multi-angle feed that they used to do back before before Facebook Live as a thing? They used to, where if you would go to their actual website, they would have like multiple angles playing simultaneously. Oh, yeah, them. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah they still yeah. do it. Yeah, that was really, like, especially that resistance stage. Like, uh, this was has that last mul- year? Or? This has multi-angles right here. Yeah? Yeah, this is, this is Facebook. Oh, Very wow, cool. yeah, look at that. But this is... Um, what is that like a? I can't tell if that's just a zooming angle or if that's actually a drone or something. Um, it's. I have no idea. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they're getting fancy with it. That's cool. Yeah, no doubt. But um, yeah, I always look forward to it because you always like whenever you send me a link, I know oh, yeah. this must be good. And Tony, shoot, shoot me a link. I gotta, I gotta watch. It's amazing to see how how far it's become, man. Like, right. re- like regardless of the we never dreamed of this stuff the the, 90s, the yeah. edm versus the techno versus the trap versus this this mm-hmm. and this like it's just amazing to see it as a whole come from a, a dingy warehouse right, and to right. downtown miami you yep, know it's yep. just it's just fucking awesome sorry but yep. yeah trip 
How you doing, man? <laughs> you uh, you disappeared for a little bit there, but yeah. I gotta say, man, you're you're looking good. You look healthy. Oh, you look you. like you're feeling good. I, I bright eyed, bushy tailed over there. You yeah. were kind of sick for a while, and I think maybe this diet was kicking your ass a little bit or uh, something. Yeah, it was a, like a little bit of everything, honestly. Yeah. Like uh, it, I it was. I was falling ill quite a bit there in the beginning of the year. Like, you know, when, when, I mean, people who have kids, you already know, like, you know, those toddlers, man, they're little germ factories and they bring in everything. And for whatever reason, I was just susceptible to everything in January. So, um, yeah, no, I'm feeling great. The diet's been actually doing great. I'm, I'm 35 pounds down on the ketogenic diet. So, um, maybe I can talk to Mo, go, go on the one more rep podcast. Yeah, <laughs> talk about your experience. Right, right. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you So, know. keto diet, like, I don't want to get too far sidetracked right, right, here, right. but uh, it's basically, as far as I can tell, the, the keto diet is similar to Atkins, except for you only eat raspberries. Is that right? It's something like that. <laughs> I kind of. It's just raspberries, like, 24-7, <laughs> no, between yeah. 8 and 5. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a combination of intermittent fasting and keto. Uh, the, the intermittent fasting means I only eat during an eight-hour window every day, and uh, keto is... Super Super low carb, so 20 or 30 grams of carbs a day or less, and super high fat. So, like, I'm eating, like, over 100 grams of fat per day and then keeping a, a pretty moderate amount of protein just so that you don't have muscle loss. Uh, no exercise or anything, and I'm down 35 pounds in, what is it? It's been two and a half months, so, cool. yeah. I'm yeah, glad yeah. it's working for you, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean. You see that uh, jawline coming in. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, oh, there's my jaw. Like, <laughs> Uh, the worst part so far is that like, I've had to wear a suit a couple of times for work over the past few weeks and my suit does not fit and all of my <laughs> work clothes are no longer fitting. Like uh, I'm cries just like, a river trip. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> like, God, I'm, I'm so a- fit that my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, that's great, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Um, a couple of quick Facebook reviews. Uh, Apollo Bros left us a five-star review saying, Great podcast. I highly recommend. Keep the passion alive. Uh, Tom Wannon also left a five-star review. Uh, Mike Turner left one and said, Awesome groups of dudes and awesome group of dudes and love the podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for all these reviews that have been yeah, coming in, all these five you. stars and all these little comments. It's, it's really been helpful. Definitely uh, helps people find the show and helps us to know what we're doing right and what maybe we're not doing right. So Absolutely. Uh, definitely hit up those Facebook reviews and iTunes, Apple Podcast reviews, or wherever you listen, and uh, it truly does help us out. We appreciate that. Amen to that. Yes. Um, we want to talk about making fans today. Uh, well... Specifically, keeping them for the long term. Well, I mean, you know, typically you want like no less than four blades because once you get to the three blade, then like, you know, you're not really getting enough air circulating. Dyson has the bladeless ones now, (laughs) they're like magic. Sorry, dad joke. Dad joke. (laughs) I'm trying to take over David's spot as the king of dad jokes. Um, so yeah, we, we talk, this is one of those topics that is going to, the Venn diagram is going to overlap a lot of other topics that we've covered, I think, because there is so much about, uh, let's say for example, etiquette that's going to apply here or, um, social media promotion. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to probably touch on all these little pieces of the puzzle 
because if you do all those things correctly, then it can lead to making longtime fans, right? right so this is right. just kind of a perspective on on all that stuff. Um, so I was looking over your notes that you put for this trip. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a particular place that we want to kind of start the conversation here? Um, it, well, I mean, do you want to start with the the content thing, or, yeah, or what, like, mean, what's the angle? Yeah, I think so because, like, at the core, we're DJs and the way that we get fans is by being a DJ. Mm -hmm. So um, I think where, what I was really kind of shooting for there was, um, is the content that actually gets people interested in us, which is our, our choice and, uh, uh, and performing of music. It's so funny that you even have to say that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like, it's so easy to lose track of that. Like we, we, we all have to be, media companies now yep. like our own personal pr and all that and right. like wear a, a billion different hats just to be a dj it feels like and we yep. forget that like the actual djing part's important right right <laughs> and 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 because that is the the core of it that's that's one of the 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 that's one of the core pieces of you know gaining fans and 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 making them you know lifelong or long time you know supporters of what it is that you do if you are all of those other things except for a DJ, you know, are those people going to still support you as a DJ? You yeah. Know? And then are you actually a DJ or are you some kind of media the mogul? or avatar, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. And if that's what you are, okay, fine. But, you know, in the context of us and this show and the people who listen to this show, like, yeah, I mean, it, we need to be able to focus on the content that we're putting out. Yeah, it's, it's hard to it's hard to build fans as a DJ, if you're not playing any shows or not putting any music out or like if there's no output, uh, right. trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm in the same boat. Like I, I just before the, b before we started, I was kind of lamenting that like, as I'm getting older and more involved, you know, at my, in my career and, you know, the, and, and my youngest daughter is getting a little bit older and all of that, like all of these things are just kind of like, uh, you know, you lose sight or you lose a little bit of motivation to like go after and do the thing that you love to do. Um, but you know, I was just lamenting before, like, you know, it, I would love to work on my brand and play out more and do all of these things. So uh, the only way to do it is to do it. I think that's worth <clears throat> pointing out too. Like it's, it's, it's really difficult. It's like high, high effort stuff to like, to build a fan base when you're like a scrappy starving artist mm -hmm. type. Like, like if you don't already have a fan base, getting that first hundred fans, that first thousand true fans right, is right. like, it feels like you're just grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding oh, yeah. for, for nobody for a while. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And not a lot of people are willing to do that. Right. I, I, I feel like you need to get a core group of people to understand your craft. Yeah. Um, you know, I can take it back to the house party days, you know, and talk about all the people that we had at the house parties that, you know, didn't know what the concept of DJing was, mm -hmm. you know, but they, they, they were there close up, seeing what was going on, seeing that the music was being mixed and, you know, could see what was going on and kind of was like, oh, okay, I kind of get it now. Right. You know what I mean? And it, like that core group of people, once they know, 
then it spreads a little bit more, right. a little bit more. But you have to get those people interested in your craft and what it is that you're doing. Regardless, right. of, I don't want to say you got to be good, you know, sure, good or bad. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's so this can happen a couple <clears> of different <throat> ways. Like if if you if you have something truly unique and special and spectacular, that's like a spectacle to show off. Like mm-hmm. if you're let's say one of us was like a Qbert mm-hmm. level of skill in scratching or something like that, like something astronomical. If you could just bust that out and record it with a GoPro and put it on YouTube, like that's good enough to get a fan base probably because you're, mm-hmm. you're just amazing at right. something that people want to see and click on and, and whatever. Um, but that doesn't mean that those are the only people that can build a fan base. Right. You know, the other way to do this is a con- like is more of a, um, a courtship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. you're building your fan base. You're dating them. You're like, here's a little bit of this. Here's here's a little piece of myself. Uh, let's go right. over here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, and over time, you build this uh, quote unquote relationship with with that fan. So it's not that overnight. Like, whoa, what was that 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 person I just met did? Right. It's like over time, you're like, man, I really dig what this person has been throwing down. Like, I I get them. And you know the. The, the crazy part about that is that, you know, so many people see these DJs that seem to be overnight successes, and I'm saying that in air quotes, and, and it's really easy to kind of get wrapped up into that mindset that all I right. need is just for that one person or that one, you know, promoter or that one thing, you know, that, that you know, just... I take off and it's, and that's not how it works. They're chasing the lottery win. Right. Right. The scratch off. Right. And instead, you know, what, what you most likely do not see 99% of the time for most of those people that look like overnight successes or the couple of years that they put in playing empty rooms and really grinding and talking to people and building you know, like you said, that that first hundred to a thousand true fans, mm-hmm. and it's it's all about getting in front of people. So you got to have your your core skill set. You got to you got to be good, mm-hmm. and then you know, like you said, like building that courtship. So that's getting in front of people. That's interacting with them in some form or fashion. And you know, for like for me, like you know, with with uh, with us as the type of DJs that we are, you know, we kind of shun requests early on, especially when I was playing like house parties where, you know, people were really starting to dig into like trance music, house music and all of that kind of stuff. And hey, do you have Stardust? Music sounds better. Yeah, I got that one. Or, you know, I had a couple of people that used to ask me to play breaks with my house sets, you know, oh yeah, this, this is good. Hey, can you throw down a couple of breaks? You know? So yeah, it goes with what I'm playing at the moment. So yeah, I can make it work, you know, to make other people happy and still say, stay true to my sound and what I'm trying to put out there, you know? So that kind of situation feels different though, because like it feels like the person that's requesting that is, is like, oh, I dig what you're doing. How about a little bit of breaks? And like they kind of speak the language, right? And they like it's not self-serving. It's not like my wife really wants to hear <laughs> that Britney Spears remix, whatever it is, <laughs> right, right. and you know, or whatever the situation is. It's sure. not that like just self-serving. Like I want to put a quarter in the jukebox and hear what I want to hear. Right? It's like 
ooh, I, hey, how about this? Can you give me a little of this? Right. And you're like, oh, I got a little bit of that. And it's more of like a camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that was one of the cool parts about the, the rave scene in the 90s and early 2000s was that, you know, it was very much like that. You know, people didn't just come up and ask for, you know, pop remixes and stuff like that. Like, I mean, if somebody especially if they knew me or if we had that kind of a relationship already, like if anybody ever asked for anything, 90% of the time it was something along those lines. I think back then when people asked for us to play something and I say us, meaning like Drew and I, yourself, Naughty Groove, like you guys were known for playing like some anthem songs, yeah, you know, yeah, some, some key anthem songs back then. And, right. and some people like, Hey, in your set, are you going to, you know, yeah, like something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, and, and by doing that though, like that was one way of, 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 you know, latching on to somebody and making that connection with somebody. And that got them looking forward to our, our sets or my set or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it, people were following us because uh, or, or and people were following me and Jason and yourself, you know, for those types of experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was what was making fans at that time. And, it, and, and that, that still happens to a certain degree today, even though it's been kind of pivoted a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, what we have today are more like your producer DJs who are kind of, known for these tracks that they've produced that are all these, you know, big banging, you know, anthem, big room things and whatever. Same concept, just kind of turned on its side mm-hmm. a little bit. But at the end of the day, that's that's what people are, you know, I, I there's something familiar about this this performer and what they're putting out there that I'm connecting with. And that's what people are still trying to connect with, for sure. So what what about um, sort of the – we talked about the actual skill and the, the output, but what about the interaction with fans, the one-on-one, the shaking hands and the talking to people and the thanking you them? You definitely the, need to be personable. Yeah. You definitely need to be um, – I mean, I don't want to tell you what you need to be, you know, be you by all means, but um, – But it helps to act like you give a shit, Be very appreciative right? – yeah, because at the end of the day, the fans are who make you. Yeah. You right. know, um, your supporters. Um, I mean, well, your talent starts with it, but, you know, um, they're the wave. Right. You know, um, and I've come across a lot of artists. I've worked with a lot of artists that I thought were good, and I still, you know, I'll still say they're great as producers, but at the end of the day, like, I, I, won't, I won't fuck with them because they're the way they are as people. Right. Yeah. You know, right. um, I... No, thank you. You know, uh, <clears throat> one thing that, that works for me or has worked for me in the past is after I get done playing. So, like, I mean, you guys have seen me. Like, I, I, I ghost pretty, you know, yeah. nonchalantly. And, that's, I mean, right, wrong, and different. Some people think it's rude. Other people don't. Like, but I've, I got, a, I've got a very core group of people that, like, if I see you on the way out, I'll give you a hug and then I'm gone. You know, but like I don't make it a point to like do a bunch of rounds. But what I will do after I'm done playing is I will kind of gather my things. Okay, I'm all packed up and ready to go when I'm ready to get ghost. But I will intentionally leave the booth pretty much as quickly as I can, you know, properly handing it off to whoever's after. Right. But then I will walk the floor. 
Like I will actually come out from the, from the booth, kind of get into the dance floor and I'm not a great dancer by any stretch of the imagination, but I will actually get out on the floor, kind of, you know, show the next DJ some props, put my hand up, you know, maybe boogie a little bit. And then um, anybody that I interact with out there on the dance floor, if they recognize me as the guy that was just up there, mm-hmm. if they, you know, that gives people a chance to like, you know, if they want to say, you know, great job, or I really dug what you were doing and all of that, that gives me the chance to jut my hand out, Yeah. you know, shake that hand, give somebody a hug, say, I really enjoy the fact that you enjoyed what I put out there. So thank you so much. You don't walk around with your chest out like, Hey, that was me up there. You walk around and if they notice you and realize that was you, you realize that they connected with you. Right. They recognize you. They paid attention to you. You return the favor back. Absolutely. And that's the time that they're most likely to do that is right after. Like, I I think that that's smart, Mm -hmm. like going straight to the floor like that as soon as you can reasonably do so, because Either they won't remember your face later, you know, when it's dark and they've had a couple more shots or whatever. Right. Or um, the, they won't feel it's appropriate. They they won't feel like you're approachable at that point. It's been right. too long. It's weird. Right. You know what I mean? And but can, if you hop right off the decks, they might come up and be like, wow, man, that was awesome. And then that gives you that opportunity. Hey, to by the way, here's my Instagram. <laughs> right. Right. right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and, so we'll get to that too. <laughs> and the other side of that is that, you know, I'm not trying to say that, like, I am the most humble guy ever. Like, I mean, we've all got a little bit of an ego and we all like to have that ego stroke to a certain degree. But I do like to get out there on the floor, give give myself an opportunity to, to, you know, chat with the people that, you know, want to have that kind of interaction with me and solidify that as a as a human experience that we all just took part in. But then, you know, show everybody that I am still like, I'm, I'm out there to also support the person who just took over. Right. You know, so I was going to say, even if you go out there and like, let's say you had a terrible set and the crowd hated it. Right. Like, even if you go out there and you support the next DJ and like it, you, you can't come out looking bad in that scenario. Right. Like you're, you're still down for the cause. You're still supporting that next person. And like, if I saw that, even if I, I, I know this is true because I've experienced this. Like where I didn't care for the DJ that was just up, but they got immediately down on the dance floor and was they were cheering on the next person. I mean, I was terrible that night. Like, yeah, it was it was awful. <laughs> but you know, Here's even if your set is terrible to you, it may not be to the other three hundred people that are in that true. room. Yep. Yeah. You know, there could be a few people that liked it and enjoyed it and not thought any different. You know, so right. Just because you're down on it doesn't mean they are right. And and it could be. Worst case, it's it comes off as standoffish mm-hmm. if you don't talk to anybody. If you just walk out and like ignore everyone, and best case, you're just kind of like forgettable, un- unapproachable, or yeah, forgettable. Right. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, you know, there's been because there's been locals that like I couldn't tell you who they are. They got up there and sure they killed it, but then like they disappear. And if I don't know the entire lineup when I go, like. Uh, you know, how do I know to book them or to pass their names on to Tony or to whoever or, or, you know, how do I know who I just saw or, you know, what if I want to approach them to, you know, give them some kudos or to say, hey, really liked what you did there. Would Let's link up sometime and then yeah. you know, introduce you to some people, see if we can't get you some more gigs and maybe in turn get myself some more gigs. You know, just trying to do that. If all you do is show up... <laughs> 
blow the shit up and then leave. Like you're not giving anybody yeah. the opportunity to do that. And your your conversion rate is it, for making somebody a fan is so much higher if you interact with that person oh, yeah. and you and you attach a, a conversation or memory with with that. Right. Because like I'm thinking back to people who I like if I had to come up with a list of people who I would think are my like fans of David Michael mm-hmm. music wise. They are people who I've interacted with. It's not anybody yeah. who was just like was a random person mm-hmm. that I just like wave at in the crowd every now and then. Right, it's like no. I've shaken, you know, we've shook hands and mm-hmm. had conversations and we've actually talked, talked about, about why they like what I did and stuff, you know. Right. We've talked about it before too. Um, I've actually talked about it in uh, talking about three dimensional shows. The people that come to our shows, there's a, a good amount of people that don't really get into our style of music, but come right. out because they like us as people and want to support us. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing as a DJ. You it know? can be their intro. Yeah. I would have never given this a second look if I... Right, right. Know. They like you as a person, you know, they like interacting with you. They're going to come check it out. Like, that happens yeah. with this show all the time. We have a, a huge base of listeners uh, to this show who aren't DJs. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they're just into the culture. They like us as people or they're fans of uh, three-dimensional or they, they have some other angle that got them listening to this right. show, you know, right. and, and they'll every now and then they'll come out of the woodwork and, oh, and yeah. say that. Yeah. You know? uh, I've gotten some of those messages too. So all you guys who do listen to us that aren't DJs, thank you. And yeah. thank you for the support and glad that you're... You don't have to stay quiet. We, <laughs> right. we like to hear from you guys too. But, you know, another another opportunity that, that happens when you, whether you go out on the dance floor, or just go to the bar, or whatever, whatever your, your method is, though, is, you know, as long as you're putting yourself in front of the people that you are aiming to get their, um, to, to get their attention and to, you know, get that connection so that you are making a fan of that person when you put yourself in that position, you have a true human moment with them. They are telling you, I like what you did. You humbly, you know, present yourself and say, Hey, I really appreciate that you appreciate, you know, and all of that. And when, when you use that as an opportunity to truly connect with somebody that also gives you the opportunity to slide something to that person as part of, you know, uh, to say thank you or to, yeah. you know, whatever. So like back in the, so the, the, that was the long way of me saying, you know, back Here's in the, the mixtape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's fire. But no, exactly that, you know, yeah. I mean, back in our day, like when we were first starting out, it was all, you know, mixtapes and CDs. Mm-hmm. And I mean like literal mixtapes. If you are a millennial who doesn't know what a tape is, that it's this little rectangular thing and it's got a magnetic no, okay. trip. I'm a millennial and I know what a tape is. So technically I qualify. Technically, technically. I know I'm going to uh, date myself a little bit when I say, you know, back in the you know late 90s, early 2000, well, once we got into the 2000 CDs were pretty much prevalent, you know, in terms of yeah. DJs and mixtapes and stuff. But, you know, mixtapes and CDs, that's that's what people wanted. You know, so I can remember loading up a backpack, you know, full of, you know, tapes or CDs and going to the club. And when those people were coming and saying, really dug what you were doing and really like that. Okay. So, you know, you, you're connecting with this person, you're at a party, you know, it becomes yeah. a social event. And then if they asked, yeah, I absolutely have one. If they didn't ask, it's, you know, Hey, if you really liked what I did here, 
here's, you know, something for you to listen to on the ride home. If you like it, you know, shoot me a message. I hope to see you at the next show or here's a flyer for the next show. Here's my business card, whatever, you know, seal the deal that way. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, CDs and uh, CDs are still, you know, out there and whatnot. But I mean, there's other ways of like communicating that, you know, that's not so bulky. You know, we can make, you know, business cards that have, you know, our band camp or SoundCloud or and all that stuff. And, you know, use that to yeah. just say, you know, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. You know, here's some download links or whatever. I think a tangible item works yeah. a little more than just a, hey, follow me. Right. Here's my links or whatever. Follow right. me here and you can find it me It might work else. more now yeah. because everything's digital. Right. right. You know, right. it's like special. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Trip, you hinted, hinted at something uh, a minute ago, and I, I want to circle back around because it's a point I wanted to make, and I, I don't want to lose it. Okay. And, and the key word was attention. Mm. Um, th- that is like the biggest currency these days is mm-hmm. getting someone's attention. Absolutely. You know, like this is going to be my Gary V moment, right? Like, <laughs> like if only if, if you say fuck every other right, word, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> like if somebody is is acknowledging you mm-hmm. and giving you a moment of their time and their attention and they're making eye contact with you and they're noticing you. Right. That's freaking huge. Yeah. Because how many how many things do you see? How many pieces of media do you see per day? How many things do you scroll past on your feed per day? How many of those things would you say you actually paid attention to? Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just noise, 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 or noise, noise. And then suddenly your... something connects with you. Right. I mean, just th- exactly that. I mean, think about even beyond your digital life or your media consumption. Like, I mean, think about your daily life. I mean, how many things do you just kind of robotically like go through? You know, do you have a human connection with the with the person in the Wendy's drive through. No. Like, do you have a, you know, have that connection with somebody after you pay for your gas? Like, no, like these are all like, you know, kind of liken it to, uh, you know, role-playing games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we are all just NPCs interacting with each other <laughs> all the time. Right? right. So like when you actually reach out and, or if somebody reaches out to you and, and you give them that full undivided attention and, and it, there's a real, you know, we keep coming back to the word connection because I'm mm-hmm. trying to avoid using the word synergy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, you have that real human connection and, you know, there's there's something there that is beyond, you know, what we are, you know, just kind of wired yeah. to, you know, go through every day. Um, and, and, yeah, that that is more profound of an experience. So when you can have that experience with more people, that will automatically get you more attention and it, and it costs a lot more in, you know, yeah. in terms of like your energy and, and, and your time and all of that. But if what you are trying to do is build that fan base, it'll pay off in spades because once you get that first hundred fans, then they will go out and get you a hundred more fans and keep that, yeah. you know, keep that snowball going. I hesitate to tell people how to promote themselves. Right, and I, I, right. I, I think I f- felt you on that a minute ago, Tony, mm-hmm. where you, you kind of sp- clarified part of your point there. Um, because everybody's personality is a little bit different and they're going to find their sure. own ways of promoting themselves yep. and, and interacting with their fan base and stuff like that. But w- what I can say is what I do and what I find effective for myself, and that is like if I see somebody 
let's let's take a, a for instance like if i'm playing a dive bar or something like that and there's like there's like 10 people there and there's two people dancing you know what i mean but those two people are like they're looking at me and they're making eye contact and they're fist bumping and they're, they're like nodding time. yeah absolutely you know yeah. they're acknowledging the classics and they're they're feeling something there you right. know what i mean and then, like, later in the night, maybe the dance floor fills out more for the next DJ and stuff, and it gets a little later. I will actually seek those people out. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, that that's huge, that they were out there, and they were, they were not only acknowledging you and paying attention to you, but they were doing that, that like, damn the consequences. Like, I, I don't right. care if, if people are staring at me or whatever. Sure like on the reverse side of that, too, I don't mean to cut you off, but on the reverse ahead. side of that, too, it would probably make them feel a little stoked that you recognize they were dancing for you. Yeah, they were yeah. out there and you recognize that, you know. So they could be your yeah. fan for life just because you did that yeah, rather yeah. than them just like having a good time that night. They might like seek you out the next time oh, or yeah. I've, bring I've, their friend the next time. I've done that plenty of times where yeah. like I will like it, it, I've uh, not not long well it was a long time ago. It was a couple of years ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but yeah, no. Uh, I've I've done that plenty of times where especially therapy cafe if mm -hmm. i'm playing an earlier slot you know and there's two literally two maybe four people that are the only ones dancing everybody else is at the bar or out back smoking then mm -hmm. once i'm done then yeah absolutely i go and i find each one of those people and i say nothing more like i don't introduce myself i don't try to make it any big deal i just go and i you know either shake a hand or give a hug and say thank you for dancing i try and avoid the uh Sign my tits, girl. You know, <laughs> right, at all costs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Every show. <laughs> but yeah. Like, I've never been asked that. I'm joking. I, I have. I've done have it. you really? I've done it. <laughs> Back then I had no shame though. So. <laughs> Trip asked everyone to sign his tits. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've signed. Oh, wait. No, yeah. So. All right, this is probably a good time to take a break and thank Bandzoogle, our sponsor today on the Passionate DJ Podcast. Now, they're this great service where you can get an awesome DJ or other music-related website, and they make it really easy to put the site together. Uh, Bandzoogle makes it really easy to build a website that you and your fans will love. All you got to do is choose one of their beautiful themes, make it unique with a few clicks, Add your content like photos, blog articles, your music, uh, gig calendar, stuff like that. Connect your services like Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud. And then publish your website to the world on your free.com address. Now, Banzoogle has musician-friendly web experts on call seven days a week. Their team's made up of singers, producers, and music geeks who also happen to be experts in web design. Now, here's what you do. Go to bandzoogle.com. That's B-A-N-D-Z-O-O-G-L-E.com. And use the coupon code PASSION to get 15% off your stunning new DJ website. Okay, now getting back to our topic, do we want to talk about the, uh, the, the sort of giving and taking relationship yeah, between yeah, I mean, uh, that's huge. I mean, artist and fan? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, when you have a follower... When you have a group of followers, those followers are only going to tolerate so many requests, so many calls to action mm -hmm. um, without you giving them something to keep that attention right. going. Right. Uh, Gary Vee, for those who aren't familiar, everybody's kind of familiar by now, but he's like an in internet marketer type 
uh, guru type, and he wrote this book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And that's kind of the, the whole concept around the book is like giving, 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 giving. And then the right hook is the ask. It's like right. once you've had enough jabs, then it's, hey, buy my album <laughs> or right. sign up for my newsletter or, or, or whatever it is. Um, and that is something that's hard to do as a DJ, producer, musician, whatever, if you're not constantly in it, if you're not constantly creating things, right. playing shows, making mixes, whatever it is that you do, doing radio shows, podcasts, uh, albums, EPs, you know, whatever your angle is, if you're not doing it, um, it's kind of hard to promote and stay top of mind and, right. and, and all that. Well, and even with the, the whole giving thing, you know, everybody out there or most people should um, have something, you know, whether it's a website or a mix or whatever it is that, you know, a SoundCloud, MixCloud, um, uh, Let's podcast. Just call it media. Right. Yeah. So like <laughs> everybody has something that they're that they're offering. But, you know, how do you keep people engaged if you can't talk to everybody? You know, I mean, that's kind of the point of the Internet is that we're able to connect, but we don't have to. You, you know, you don't always have to have that 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 conversation or that human connection because that's not how everybody discovers you anymore. So when somebody signs up for your email list, like you said, you know, the the jab, 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 um, you, you know, you're what are you giving to keep people interested? It's not just it's not enough to just give away a mix. You know, it's you you have to have some kind of promotion you have to have something some kind of an incentive to to keep people interested what that is is different for everybody you know i've i've seen some people you know trying to uh lure people in with you know like free merch you know here's here's a pack of stickers and uh here other people are doing you know other mixes or if people who are doing podcasts are doing bonus episodes, you know <laughs> hey like patch and hey, pj hey. but um <laughs> you know so there's there's all of these different avenues that you can take you know so whether it's something tangible that you're just giving away so that you keep people engaged and you're giving them something or if it's more free content on top of whatever it is that, that you're putting out there as you know whether it's a mix or a podcast or whatever it is you know keeping those people engaged and then when you do go to make that ask you know those most people will be like yeah, like they've given me X amount of mixes. I've got, you know, packs of stickers. I won a T-shirt or, you know, from a raffle or, so, you know, a giveaway or something like that. And and You then, feel like part of their story then. Right. Like you've got some of the merch. You've got some of the stickers. Like yes. in the same way that I feel with three-dimensional when you guys throw shows yeah. and you guys – and like yeah. I have all these little take-home things that I've collected over the years now. And mm -hmm. I've got little right. carrying bags and, and br bracelets and these keepsakes – you know, it makes me feel like part of Three Dimensional's story. Right. Right. Well, your brand. I mean, e even as a DJ playing, we've all, we, we've we've always said, out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not in people's faces all the time with anything like you're talking about, any type of media format, CDs, stickers, blah 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 blah. And now you've got three seconds you. to get that attention. Right. Absolutely. Ooh, you know, and, and, right. and it can kind of be wrapped up in any. Any major artist today that you see all over line that makes that that are making these big splashes, you know, it's 
they're how much do people really make on music these days? It's not next much, to nothing. Right, but right. they put all this music out, they put all these content out, they do all these radio interviews, they do all this stuff. And at the end of the day, what are they trying to do? They're trying to get you to come to their show. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And that's how they make their money is, you know, hey, I'm going to sell 10,000 tickets in this arena because everybody knows who I am. People are going to come see me. Right. You know, it, it's you can put that on a big scale or you can put it on a small scale with, you know, locally putting out media content, mixes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's what you want people to do is come see you play. Right. And, you know, like, kind of to piggyback off of that point, but coming back to the part of your story, it's not exactly the same um, because uh, while this group has a DJ, they're more of a, it's a hip hop group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the, the same idea kind of applies. Um, if, if you, if anybody's listened to the show at all, um, uh, since Tony and I joined, everybody knows I'm a big atmosphere fan. And one of those reasons is that not just the music that I have an emotional mental connection with that I, this is relatable music for me, but every single show I've ever been to of theirs, uh, the, the MC slug is always out in front of a venue before the show. Mm. He's always out there. He's taking pictures with fans. He's shaking hands, all of that stuff. And when, when you are able to see this person that, you know, is otherwise unobtainable, you know, for, right. through anything else, you know, to be able to shake his hand. And I, I've only ever said two words to the man for the last 20 years and every time I see him, every time I've shaken his hand, I always say thank you. And that's it. I don't say anything else because that's like that's what I want him to know is that I truly appreciate what his music has done for me, you know, emotionally, mentally, yeah. uh, you know, it, and entertainment wise, like all all of the above, like Atmosphere's music has been something that has grown with me. And, you know, so me having that opportunity and him as the artist giving me that opportunity to shake his hand and say, you know, you don't know me, but your your music, I feel like part of that story or that your music is part of my story because yeah. it's so, it, it's just that, that, that coming back to that word. Being connection. connected through yeah. music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, mm. the the soundtrack of our lives that that follows us along through the that ebbs and flows of, of right. happy and sad times. You know those those things those those songs become ingrained into our memories and into our brains in these ways that we don't necessarily notice or predict at the time. Right, and 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 then you it, it's like when you. Uh, you have a familiar smell and it and it snaps you oh, into a yeah. memory. Oh, it's yeah. that's that same kind of thing. Like a song can do that too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So we do have to talk about the 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 social media aspect of promotion. Well, sure, and, and how to, it's modern times, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you can't get you can't get around it, right? Right. Um, which is frustrating. You know, I'll, I'll take a little side note here to say, like, I personally. I want to get a little further away from social media, you know what I mean? And like doing things like turning notifications off or, or tuning them so that I don't get so many and right. like actually scheduling social media time. Like I'm going to get on Facebook at this time of the day and then not open it again and stuff. 
but it it truly makes it difficult when you have to use it for promotional purposes mm. for you know for instance if you're a dj or you have a podcast or right. or any of the other million things <laughs> i do that need social media promotion you right, know right um so it you know it's something that we it in some ways it's a necessary evil mm-hmm. so i try to find ways to to do that social media stuff in in a way that makes me happy right and like that i feel okay ethically doing it and that i feels interacty <laughs> with right. my fan base you know right. and that kind of stuff so um i don't know what yeah i don't, I don't know how we want to really approach the the social media angle here but uh, i i will say this about social media and one thing not to do and that's bring your personal feelings mm. and don't you're having a bad day don't get on social media and start posting about your bad day, right? Um, because that that turns me off right away. Yeah. As a, as a as a promoter, when I start seeing DJs just talk about just problems and issues and issues and problems, and they're always down and out, like I'm turned off right away. Yeah, I've stopped being a longtime fan of someone because of that. Before. Yeah, I mean, I get it. We all have bad days. We all have things that sure. happen, and I I'm, I'm I'm empathetic and I'm sympathetic or whatever you want to call it for you but you know i don't want to bring that energy into my day by seeing all this stuff if i if, if you're not my homie right, mm-hmm. right right you know what i mean well and even for me i'll i'll, I'll give a little grace on that mm-hmm. you know if it's somebody who is on the grind mm-hmm. generally mostly positive you know and 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 really trying to hustle and, and do the damn thing because then sometimes when you get royally screwed mm-hmm. Especially if it's industry related, you know, some, you know, because I mean, we've all seen it. There's yeah, been yeah. Some huge DJs that have run into bad promoters I'm or talking, bad agents. Yeah, no, I'm talking like about the, the, the DJs or, you know, just people in general that are just posting negative. Yeah. Negative, you know, right. this happened to me and that happened oh, to me yeah, and this yeah, happened yeah. to me and that happened to me, you know. Like, yeah. uh, I, I don't want to see positive stuff. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, let but me, I, let me yeah. see what your grind is. Let me see what your hustle is and, right. and what do you have to offer and and you know how 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 are you involving me and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the 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 constant negativity or the shit talking or you know the, the trolling or the trolling mm-hmm. and the victimizing and stuff like that. I mean, hell, even you could even take it to like the level of uh Rusco mm-hmm. like uh, and and Diplo. Like those mm-hmm. guys are like just you know, goofy on social media, mm-hmm. like you know, they're constantly Snapchatting or Facebook Live and just doing silly Dylan stuff. Dylan Francis, yeah, yeah, Dylan Francis. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, yeah, he's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, you know, so just the people that you know kind of get out there and have fun with it, you know, that's going to attract more people. Yeah, I guarantee you, the more negative you are and the more shit talking that that you're doing or or whatever that negative ball is, the only thing you're going to attract with that is more negativity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people who get interested by that are not your, going to be your longtime fans. They're mm-hmm. just there for the drama. Yep. Um, so, you know, for me, like, I have, a, a, I don't even have a DJ page anymore um, for, <laughs> for multiple reasons, um, though I probably should fire one back up nowadays now that Facebook has given people a lot more control over that. But, um, you know, I've got a personal page that like if i need to vent 
personally, mm-hmm. you know, or, or like if I want a vague book about, you know, some something that's, you know, bothering me or a political rant or whatever it is, that's on my personal page. It's not on my brand page. Mm-hmm. And if I'm careful about who I let into my personal life, then, you know, I can say practically whatever I want over here and not affect everything in, you mm-hmm. know, my, my brand space. Mm-hmm. Um and, and you know, so being able to separate those, you know, would would go a long way for some people. Um, I I hesitate to, to to talk too much about social media strategy because that's like a whole topic on its own, and it's ever but, evolving, <laughs> and it's ever evolving. But I, I I would like to touch on a few high level aspects of that. Like, I think it's good to have some level of strategy around it. Um, especially if you're like me and you don't want social media running your life, <laughs> right? but you know, you have to be involved with it in some way. Yeah. Um, it helps to, to think a little bit about ahead, ahead of time about how to do that. Right. Instead of just like spending all day on Facebook and letting the notifications distract you away and, and stuff. Right. Um, I think that some level of automation is okay. Sure. And f- the funny thing is Facebook in particular is kind of pushing this nowadays where they're encouraging like messenger bots really? and stuff on fan pages. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which is kind of weird. I never thought I would see it being promoted by the company itself to That is odd responses. because I knew that, the, yeah, I was going to say, I knew that they had set something up to where like if you, re, if you try to send a message to a page that, that page can be set up to say auto responders, you know, an auto responder, yeah. but I didn't real like, so is it going beyond that? Like, can you, yeah, like, there's all kinds of like chat bots and stuff now that are getting tied in with fan pages and groups. And oh, yes, wow. it's interesting, huh. but, um, I, I'm not a big fan of that. Right. But I do, for spent instance, years on Yahoo chat rooms, like booting those, like, <laughs> right, to get them right. out of your chat room. Yeah. People who were on <laughs> chat rooms in the nineties are like, what you, what you want the bots? <laughs> what? Um, one thing that I do though, in, in this, in in the aspect of automation is schedule posts Mm. because I think that it is important to post consistently. Mm -hmm. And I think what a lot of people do is post in random bursts. Right. So, you know, I, I, I use a couple of services to help schedule some posts like for Instagram, for Mm. example, because Instagram, the way I use Instagram is like, the way that I think Instagram is supposed to be used, which is like pretty pictures. And then like you talk a little bit about the picture or you add some lyrics or you add something relevant to the, you know, in the caption and Mm -hmm. then you add some hashtags and stuff. So they're not necessarily, except for the ones that are directly promoting a piece of content, they're not really time sensitive. Right. So then I'll put them in at different, like, you know, times that I think people will see them and I can kind of spread it out instead of posting five things at once that a few people will see all at once or whatever, whatever. Right. Um, so I like doing that, like automating a little bit and I actually do that at the beginning of the week and then so that I can kind of think about like what is, what kind of stuff will my fans want to see, you know, what kind of piece of content should I share and how much is doing that too much through the week. Sure. You know, instead of how much... Am I right hooking too much instead of jabbing? <laughs> instead of jabs, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's really interesting because, like, I always wondered, like, when I'm, like, logging into Facebook and Instagram, like, uh, there's some pretty cool articles and pictures and stuff like that. And I'm like, like, 
uh, involves a lot of research. Yeah. yeah, Well, (laughs) uh, and, and, uh, you know, how did you come up with all of that? Like, and, and you're posting it all consistently. So, uh, and, and some of it, so you're talking about in the case of passionate DJ, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for passionate DJ, yeah, I, I do that. I'll schedule a lot of stuff ahead of time, pieces of content and stuff. Um, but sometimes I I also post just straight to the page um, at will like you normally would, especially if it's something that's like time sensitive, like some exciting new piece of gear comes out or or something like that. But uh, to that point though, the reason I bring out the automation thing and then there, you know, there's a balance to be had there because the other thing I want to try to do is if people are receptive to the content that I put out, through that automated means and they engage somehow, like they leave a comment or something. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and then reply to those comments and interact with those people so that it's not just a blatant spam bot throwing up right. random articles to a wall somewhere. Right. It's like come back and, and give them the time of day. They actually paid attention. You, you know, know, this is a fan or a potential fan, even if you're not really thinking of them that way. Yeah. When you have a bunch of friends on Facebook, you know, and you get, three, four hundred people wishing you a happy birthday. Okay, I'm going to put that one out there for example. I go in to every person that has sent me a message or put on my wall, happy birthday, I will respond to every one of them because if those people mm-hmm. took the, the 20, 30 seconds out of their day to wish me a happy birthday, I can give them the same respect back and, sure. and give them a thank you. I do it too. You my know? birthday is like you spend all day just replying. replying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks, bro. <laughs> all right. Appreciate that, dude. But yeah, I mean, if people give you the time of day, you know, yeah. you got to give them that respect back. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, uh, my my only vice with that, like, because I absolutely agree with that that entire notion. But like, my problem is that I'm like an admin on like six different groups. <laughs> so like, right. you know, between like ad requests and you know all of the different notifications like you know in and of itself there that becomes noise Mm -hmm. so of course you know i i try to prioritize those things you know and i i do try to keep like passionate dj and and three-dimensional stuff like closer to the top and and when i do see those things okay i either at the very least i try to get out there and like something but then of course like the mobile app isn't great at that because it doesn't let it doesn't it doesn't know or it doesn't let the app post as you or like as you so like sometimes when i go out there and like a passionate dj thing it says that passionate dj liked Mm -hmm. it i'm like wait no it's me yeah (laughs) yeah sometimes i'll i'll post something from passionate dj and then i'll look at it later and it looks like i liked myself And I'm like, it's probably me. I'm like, oh, that must have been somebody else who's an admin on the page. And right. like, I'll think that I made a mistake, you know. It's, yeah. it's funny. But um, I've done so, that to three dimensional too. <laughs> yep, yep, ditto. <laughs> but I mean, so you know, there's there's a balance to be had, and I guess it all kind of depends on you know how hard are you hustling on how many different things. Yeah. You know, so like, I mean, in any given day, I probably get a couple hundred notifications on all of the groups and pages and friends and all of that stuff. And, you know, depending on how busy your life is, like, I don't have time to do all of that. Um, so like, you know, I don't, I don't have time yeah. to, you know, do everything there. So I, I try to prioritize some of my day to go out there and hit those things, even if I screw it up, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, that's the key thing is that if you're going to, if you, if what your goal is, is to engage fans 
gain them and hold on to them, have that connection with them, then that's got to be part of your formula. Yeah. And if your problem is time management, you can refer to advice for busy DJs with day jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I need to go back and listen to that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I should just add it to the rotation like every six weeks just for reminder. Yeah. The reminder. Yeah, um, for sure. Okay. What are we, what are we missing here? Um, we did social media promotion. Um, is there anything else we want to cover in that well, regard? I think so. One thing that helped me early on, so I mean, so new DJs listen up. Um, one of the things that helped me early on was getting in with other crews and finding like a mentor or, you mm. know, some other friends that are already established within the scene and already have somewhat of a fan base. And if okay. you can find ways of collaborating, with those people and getting yourself in front of their fans, then by proxy or by, or de facto, you will start to gain those fans. The more that you are collaborating and putting yourself out there case in point, um, uh, shout out to, uh, Jason Brooks, AKA naughty groove. Uh, when I was coming up in the scene as a young DJ, like he was already established and, an up and comer and we were both playing the same uh style tony you and drew were as uh, uh were we were all playing trance and we mm-hmm. were like what half a dozen of all of the out of all the djs in the midwest yeah. that seemed to be playing trance so you know that was what was taking off that was the dubstep of you know the 90s and um in terms of popularity so you know that that was really cool for me because that's what Jason and I kind of bonded over. And then he was taking me under his wing and showing me all of that stuff. And, you know, so we've talked about, you know, the tag teaming and all of that kind of stuff in previous episodes. But what was really cool is that as naughty groove was, uh, bringing digital psychosis and putting me on, uh, on, on parties. So I was on flyers and stuff like that. And then when we started tag teaming together, then I started to gain some of his fans and he started to gain some of my fans and all of that. And, you know, obviously there was a lot of overlap there, but at the same time, like it was great because then when we were separate, you know, there were so many parties where people would come up to me and they would say, I saw you and naughty groove at whatever party, you know, insert party name here. And that was so awesome. And I had never seen you before, but I had been following Jason. And, you know, so that's so cool. Do you have a mixtape? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Make sure you got gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely use the network. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's a great point. Like using the the um, combined network power yeah. of, of two artists or two collectives or promotional companies or whatever it is to... Right. to sort of cross the streams there. Yeah. And then implement everything that we've talked about, you know, yeah. before all of this, because, you know, as you start to open up that door and let more people in, you know, it's going to be the, the way you hold on to them is, is by, you know, having that true yeah. human connection with them. Like you could think of like uh, maybe the dirty bird effect, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Why, like, why do we know who, Ardalon is right. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean. It's because they're part of that collective. Like you immediately, like, oh, I'm a fan of them then, because I like I just know right. what that sound's gonna be, and I know who they run with, and yeah. you know what I mean. Nine times out of ten, if I look at a flyer 
and the Dirty Bird label is on there, it doesn't matter whose name is at the top. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you kind of know what you're getting. Right. You know right. what I mean? So you're, yeah, you're taking advantage of that extended network. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's, I mean, that, I, I feel like that, that's kind of a, a, like we said in the beginning, it's it's rehashing a lot of points that we've we've hammered home a bunch of different ways over a bunch of different topics, but um, you know, kind of centering it around this idea of how do I make a fan, how do I keep that fan, how do I maintain that uh, that relationship with them, and then multiply it by ten, a mm. hundred, and a thousand, and and keep it going, you know, and and you know, for me personally, like. I, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I don't think any one of us in this room, you know, would claim to be a, uh, a guru or an authority on it. Like I, I can't tell you if I've got 10 fans right now, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and now a lot of that is because I haven't been playing much the past couple of years and, and I haven't been putting a whole lot of effort into that. I have been in that situation where I've, I've had fans in a pretty significant amount and I, and I was relatively successful, you know, much earlier on. So, you know, these are all ideas that yes, while, uh, as times change and things get more modern and especially like the introduction to social media and digital music and all of these types of things, you know, yes, it's all kind of changing and morphing and evolving and algorithms and yada, yada, yada. Right. But at the core of it, it's still all about that connection. People today also become fans, even if they don't know you. Yeah. Right. So they yeah. see you on online. Mm -hmm. And they become fans because they saw a video, the way you acted in a video or some crazy shit you did on stage or you tossed right. a cake in somebody's face and people <laughs> are like, oh, that's fucking cool. I like this guy, right? right? Right, As to where back then we didn't have that. It was more of a human connection. Yeah. You know, so even if you don't play out, you have 30 or 40 people that you can still call your fans, but oh, they're also sure. your friends, Yeah. you know, because yeah. your friends... Your core group, man, will always, always be there. Absolutely. Always, man. Like, Absolutely. I'm a also fan known of you. as your longtime yeah. fan. You know? And I you. Yeah. <laughs> and I you. Aww. Thank you. You guys want to hug? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it, it is when I, when I think about it, how back then it was a human connection. It was more interaction as to where today, again, you know, we. We look online, we see some crazy shit. That's fucking cool. I like that. I'm going right, to go yeah. see that dude. Right. Or that girl. Or, you know? Yep. And, yeah, it's um, definitely a different world we live in. The extended version of this interview with some bonus clips will be available in this month's bonus episode of the Passionate DJ podcast called After Party, which is available now. Check it out by becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com forward slash passionate DJ. And uh, until then, this has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. See you guys. Later.
people. Mm-hmm. So I try to find ways to to do that social media stuff in in a way that makes me happy, right? And like that I feel okay ethically doing it and that I feels interacty <laughs> with right. my fan base, you right. know, and that kind of stuff. So um I don't know what he has a stepdaughter actually replying to all of you. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually David. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, she works for uh, Minecraft time. 